Hi, this is Nasir from Nas Daily. Welcome back to the Iced Coffee Hour. So far, I believe this podcast has generated over $400,000 in ad revenue. It keeps going higher every time. Yeah. <laughs> no, so what do we make, Graham? No. About one fifty-five. One hundred fifty-five. dollars ah. Yeah. Yeah. Man, there was a long period of time where we were not making that much money at all. Like just like a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars. A month. I'm guessing you made 30K at least in the last no. month. In ad revenue? Yeah. 20. Yeah. It's like 19. For a podcast yeah. on the side? Come on, that's not yeah. bad. It's not bad at all. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on, Nasir. It's yes. great to have you on. We've been planning this out since September. Since September. We've been wanting to have you on. So yeah. thanks for coming on. I've been wanting to come here and talk to you guys in depth for a while. Hopefully we can make good TV. I think so. Jack, if you want to do the intro. Yes, so this is yeah. Nasir from Nas Daily. He is, as some people say, the Mr. Beast of Facebook. He's got over 40 million... Who says that? I don't know. I heard it at Vid Summit. That's funny. Do you agree or do you disagree? I've never heard of that before. You've never heard of that? <laughs> Mr. Beast of Facebook. I've never heard of that. Is that a compliment? Or is I that think it's like... a compliment. We make different content. He, he's great, but we make different content. Well, by that, I think it means like, uh, you know, tycoon or the boss man. Got it. Got exactly. It. Of Facebook. You have over 40 million followers across all platforms. And overall, a great friend. And a great guy. Thank you, man. Sweet. Thank you. How did I introduce Jack yesterday? Can you tell them? How did did you? How did I? Remember how I introduced him? You said I was. Actually, my my memory is so bad. Oh, remember? I swear. How did I introduce you? We had a dinner last night. That's why you're here. You should have late, Jack. We had. I did show up late. I'm so sorry. The Uber was taking forever, but we uh, there was a dinner last night that you hosted a creator dinner here in Las Vegas across from the Win. And uh, a bunch of finance creators, and you were there as well. And you introduced everyone around the table, and you introduced me, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, as like the attractive co-host or something. <laughs> the like most, that. Oh, the attractive most attractive co-host. Yeah. yeah, that was tough. It. Tough. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> yes, you are our most attractive guest. Thank you. You're that welcome. is a lie. So we yeah. have to get on to the finances of it all, right? How much money are you making? You said right before we right before we filmed this podcast that that is the hook. Let's get into it. Yeah, and you said we were going to be surprised because yeah. you're like it's a lot less than you think. I, I definitely make a lot less than most people think. So let's start here. So 40 million followers across all the 47. Platforms. 40. Oh, excuse. Sorry, it's 47. only seven million people. The population yes. of Israel. 47 million people. How many yeah. views does that translate to every month? We get 550 million views per month. Across the platforms? Across platforms, yes. Jeez. Yeah. I'm going to say there's no way that's less than 300000 a month. You, you can't. You can't. In ad revenue? I, oh. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we can't just, just say one or the other. I, I would say, yeah, ad revenue. No, ad revenue under 100000 No, 150. That's my guess. Well, he's good. Ad, ad revenue? He's good. Yeah, I would say How two. much do you think Nas Daily makes? A million a month. Wow. Yeah. I would say... Well, are we talking net or gross? Uh, just uh, gross. gross. Gross? Yeah. I would say like 1.3 a month. Wow. Yeah. Man, if are I was we, making 1.3 million a month, I'd be staying at the win, not at the what? Conrad. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, so 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 the way the way Nas Daily works is that, you know, we have 47 million followers, let's say 500 million views, but 200 million of these views are non-monetizable uh, because they're YouTube shorts. Mm. So you make 10K from that. Then you have another, let's say... 50 million views on TikTok and Instagram. That's non-monetizable. Yeah. So really the monetizable views, and then we have another 100 million views that are in Vietnam and Indonesia and Spanish and Arabic. Very low CPM. So really, 
uh, you know, there's only like 50 million views that are actually monetizable per month Wow! for us. Because I index not on money. I index on distribution. I care a lot about the VWS, not the USD. You know, the VWS views currency is mm. really important. So uh, it's gotten complicated thinking about how much Nas Daily makes. To be honest with you, I don't track it very well. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not good with with finance. But there's a lot of different sources of revenue. So ad revenue for us is twenty percent mm. of what we do. It's never been something I've indexed on. Uh, a lot of our revenue comes from production deals, uh, from Nas Academy, from government brand deals. Uh, and from uh, tourism boards and and this stuff. Uh, so we actually are, I'll give you the combined everything. Every, sure. Every, like Nas Academy and Nas Daily. Nas Group. Nas Group probably makes, I should have got the number before. You just give us a ballpark. Uh, a ballpark is probably like 900, something like that. Okay. $900,000 a month. Something like that, yeah. So we were close. We were really close. You were very close. I bet a lot of that's from the academy. So it's probably half-half. Okay. Probably half-half, yeah. Wow. Uh, 400, 400, 500, 500, something like that. So if I could ask a question, just because I'm a little bit confused here, what kind of videos are you making to make this sort of income because i've never watched your videos um to be honest <laughs> what the I, hell are you doing here <laughs> get out alex how rude i would you know to be fair jack called me Other 20 mind. minutes before this podcast and he's like alex get over here so <laughs> but yeah if we could go maybe into a little detail of what kind of videos you're making because i'm sure everybody's curious so the videos we make are uh, Nas means people in Arabic, so it's it's Nas daily, people daily. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's the, <laughs> it's the f***ing cover photo of like Facebook and YouTube channels. Oh. God, God, maybe I should become a finance creator <laughs> for you guys to give a shit about me. <laughs> it's like oh I'll, I'll tell you about my favorite. I watched. Card. I researched this this morning. <laughs> Listen to a podcast you were on. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Colin Smear. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so so I go around the world, my team and I go around the world and find the most interesting people and the most interesting places. And we just make videos about them. It's as simple as that. This person in Cambodia has 12, speaks 12 languages. This person in Hong Kong looks like Tarzan. This person is the richest, you know, uh, 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 billionaire in the world yeah. under the age of 30. You know, these are like, there's a lot of inspiring people around the world. Our job is to turn their story into a video. That's it. You'd be surprised how few people, how few videos exist in the world in this in this industry. That's, That's fascinating. That. And you know what's yeah. interesting too is that I had actually never heard of you until Vid Summit. Jesus Christ! September. Because you're white. I had exactly. But the thing is that you're like <laughs> exactly your American audience. Like you don't have much of an American audience for the amount of views that you get. Only one percent of the country follows Nas Daily. No. Are yes. You serious. We have like three to four million followers. You're pulling hundreds only. of millions of views yeah. a month. Yeah. Yet here in America, people don't necessarily recognize you. But you're why you're is huge. that? Because some of this content, like the Bitcoin content, that was yeah. one of my favorite videos that you did. That interview. <laughs> Um, Which one? The Bitcoin millionaire. Or oh, the billionaire. yeah. The billionaire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the Bitcoin billionaire. Yeah. yeah. Why doesn't that get pushed to a U.S. audience? Well, first of all, uh, it's because of the platform you choose. So Facebook is actually 95% international. Only 5% of Facebook audience is American. So if you're big on Facebook, you're going to be big wherever Facebook is big. 
And Facebook is huge in India, it's huge in Philippines, it's huge in Bangladesh, huge in Pakistan, right? And, and the Middle East. Facebook is nothing in Sweden. So because of that, we were just sucked into the East. And honestly, I like it because the East also deserves the same content mm. that somebody in Vegas deserves, right? So it's a called, it's called like content equality. So it's, it's, it's really important. Then I think we started YouTube uh, a year and a half ago and uh, two years ago. Yeah. And that's where we started to get a lot more American audience. Uh, so on, on Facebook, out of the you know, 35 Facebook followers, we have like, let's say 3 million, 10%. Uh, and then on YouTube, it's the number one country. It's like 20%, 25%, but it's very low, right? You're 85%, 25% of our content is, is American. I think it also boils down to the idea that Americans love themselves. They just love themselves, right? It's like, I only care about basketball or baseball or American football. You know how many people give a shit about American football in Germany? Zero. You know, so I also give zero shits about NFL. So why would we ever make videos about that? So we never make videos about American topics. And I think that's probably why as well. Gosh, that makes sense. How do you find these people? I'm so curious. And what was the first person that you featured? And lastly, I'm curious. How many offers do you get from people wanting to pay you to feature them? <laughs> a lot. Um, so the first time I made a video about a human was on day 300. So the way Nas Daily worked out is I committed to making a thousand videos in a thousand days. That was the, the biggest, hardest, most you know ridiculous uh, thing I've done in my life. Three and a half years of daily video making on Facebook, not YouTube. I was anti-YouTube back then. Um, and in the first 300 days, I was training on how to make videos and I was pointing the camera at myself. But at some point I realized I should point the camera at others. And that's when things started to go viral. So it was some guy in the Philippines who invented some, some you, know, uh, 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 you know, nonprofit thing. I would say um, the way we find ideas is every country I go to, I create a meetup. So a meetup is basically, I put on Facebook or YouTube say, I am going to be in Peru. If you like Nas Daily and want to be in the video, come at this place at this time. In, in China, 20 people come. In the Philippines, 4,000 people come. Wow. You know, it really depends yeah. on the country. In America, probably we'll get 500 or so. It depends on the country and how big Nas Daily is in that country. And then I have 500 or 1,000 locals. And I literally just ask them, who is interesting in your country? Who should we profile? Give me your, your, your mother, your grandfather, your uncles, somebody you heard about in local news. So we literally do like investigative journalism to find ideas that New York Times has never found. And I'll tell this to everybody. I look at the camera. If anybody wants to feel like Christopher Columbus, it's too late to feel like Christopher Columbus as a discoverer, right? Sure. Like we've discovered every piece of land in the world. But if you want to feel like Christopher Columbus, start making videos and go to places that nobody cares about and make videos about the people there, you'll be the first person in the world to make that video and tell that story to the outside world. And it's kind of like you discovered a new story and there's a lot of meaning in that. It's fascinating. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Grammarly. Jack, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Well, I'd like to go on some more dates, but I can't because of my workload. <laughs> Well, if that's really the only reason, then why don't you get Grammarly? Then you can save a ton of time and go on those supposed dates. The beginning of the new year can be a very stressful time, but thankfully, Grammarly's AI-powered writing assistant can help me shed a lot of wasted hours, finally giving me the chance to date all of those girls that are practically begging for their... 
Superman to show up. Never say that again. Writing emails and scripts have become incredibly time-consuming, but ever since I got Grammarly, I've been able to write more clearly and mistake-free in just a fraction of the time. Concisely telling someone what I need is crucial for keeping workflow efficient, and Grammarly's natural vocabulary suggestions have made that a breeze. And I especially love their tone detector, which prevents me from emailing Alex too informally so he wouldn't forget who's boss. Dude, you fired me. And stop flexing! Grammarly Premium even has a feature that will offer whole sentence rewrites that will help make what I'm saying more clear and less redundant. So say what you mean and speak in the tone you're aiming for with Grammarly Premium. Start the year off right with Grammarly, and my listeners actually get 20% off Grammarly Premium at Grammarly.com slash iced coffee. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash iced coffee for 20% off. Thank you so much, Grammarly, for sponsoring this episode and back, back to, to the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah. So who's the first person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, uh, some guy in Philippines who invented like um, a way to create light out of like a liter of light. Uh, he does like liter of light. You know, like you take a you take a b- bottle and then you put in, in. You can in many places there's no electricity. Right. So he would find a way to create electricity out of like a, an empty water bottle. Uh, so that was that was that was really cool and just bringing electricity to people that need it. Mm. I was like, wow, that's great. More people should know about it. And was your first video a success? I saw signals of success. Mm-hmm. I saw on the first video about humans. Yes. Nas Daily failed for the first 270 videos. So the first 270 times I made videos, it was not a real success. Mm. It was 100,000 followers on Facebook, zero money, you know, averaging 10,000 views. Yeah. You know, Facebook views are also, you know, three second views. Right. As YouTubers would call them, they're fake. Um, so it, you cannot build a business on top of that. And so day 270, I made a video. It went super viral and Nas Daily became what it is. Why did you make that challenge to begin with? Why a thousand videos, a thousand days? What were you doing before that? Yeah, so I, I'm a big believer. Before making videos, I was a software engineer. So I was working at Venmo, fintech. This, this world, yeah. I, I found a lot of meaning in enabling transactions between people. And, you know, that was a lot of fun, especially seeing Venmo go from, you know, nothing to like a $40 billion company now is insane, you know? Um, so so uh, why did I make a thousand videos? Because I believe that I'm not the smartest person. The smartest people in the world only need one shot at making a documentary it gets picked up by Netflix, by Keynes, the whole world sees it, and they become big, right? That's the smartest video makers. Mm. I'm not that. So for me to succeed in this world, I need to work five times as hard and iterate 50 times as much. So I believe that in 24 hours, I can fix my mistakes. All I need is 24 hours to fix a mistake. So if I made a mistake on day 100, 310, I can fix it on day 311, and that iterative sort of mindset that, 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 that I'm a big fan of uh, enabled me to become a better video maker because I tried and failed and succeeded a thousand times. Mm. You quit your job at Venmo to do this? Yeah. So I quit my job April 8th, 2016. I started Nas Daily April 9th, 2016. Do they think you're crazy for doing that? Uh, a little bit because I gave up my US visa. So my H-1B. Yeah, it's really difficult why, to get. Why did you want to quit? It seems like working at Venmo was a was a great job, it was a dream yeah. opportunity. I was making one twenty k. You know, one twenty k. I was single, living in New York. My parents combined make eighty k. Mm. So imagine making more than your parents who've been working for thirty years and you just graduated college. Yeah. What the. F- 
Um, I think, and this is this goes down to the T-shirt, right? Yeah, sure. You know, when I when I was at Venmo, I was selling my time for money. You know, basically, I told Venmo, "I'll give you three hundred and sixty-five days of my life, and you give me one hundred twenty thousand dollars." The question is, how much is three hundred sixty-five days of your life worth, especially in your twenties? My price then was five hundred thousand. Right, everything has a price. Mm-hmm. My one year in my twenties, because I'll never get my twenties back, is worth five hundred thousand dollars. And I just needed, if, if Venmo wasn't gonna pay that, I needed to find something that is worth $500,000 to me. And that was traveling and making videos and meeting people and just like being out there, you know, going to Papua New Guinea, going to Ethiopia, going to Kenya, that's f-ing amazing. Um, so that's why, that's why I had to leave. So I also calculated what percentage of my life is done. Mm-hmm. So back then I was 24. 24, I, ca- I asked Google, when am I gonna die? Turns out there's two people that know when you're about to die, God and Google. Mm-hmm. Google tells you you're about to die at 76 because you're male in the United States. If you're female, it's 78. 24 out of 76 was 32%. When I realized I was one third dead of my life, I needed to spend the remaining two thirds of my life doing something important, something meaningful. And ever since then, I've been wearing for the last five years i've been wearing the same t-shirt i was about to say every time i've seen you it's the same shirt does that every year of your life or like do you calculate it so then it's like 40 percent, 41 percent you got it. every eight months so every eight months of your life and my life is one percent of our lives and i started nas daily at 32 percent. yeah so i've spent seven percent of my life building nas daily and nas academy wow i was not <laughs> expecting such a good answer yeah that's incredible jeez <laughs> So what do your parents think? You're turning away Venmo to make videos. Because that's what I think most parents would be like, oh, you're making YouTube videos? <laughs> so when you, of course, I'm sure your parents, yeah. right? Uh, you know, in the past five years ago, this is not a, this is not a career, especially on yeah. Facebook where there's no right. monetization. But now, now I'm really rich. <laughs> they love it. I've come to realize that parents want two things for their sons and daughters, Mm. rich money or fame. If you become famous, your parents will be happy with you because parents care about what society thinks. It's Mm. especially in my community. If society thinks well of you, we support you. If society doesn't think well of you or what you're doing, we don't support you. And so the minute I started to get a million followers and started to get some fame in back in Israel, they're like, we're supportive. Then when I made my first million dollars, even more supportive, you know? So uh, if you want to please your parents, like index on one of these two things. Now, now they love it. Now Nas Daily is, I think, the second most popular Israeli uh, after Gal Gadot. So Gal Gadot is number one. It's very difficult to compete. Uh, but you know, for, for, for them and for me, it's more than just money and fame. It's, you know, I'm Arab Israeli, I'm not Jewish. And, uh, you know, it's very difficult for Arab Israelis to succeed in Israel and be, you know, known in the world stage. And so, uh, I think for us, for me specifically, it's a lot more meaningful than making money and getting followers. It's showing the Jews and the Christians and the other Arabs that it is possible for an Arab who is a second-class citizen to make it big, 
just as much as a Jewish Israeli, you know? That's really important messaging back home that I, I want Nas Daily to, to, to give. Wow. That's really cool. So Thank 270 you. videos in, you have one that does well. What's that video? How cheap is Thailand? It's all about money. Oh, wow. Uh, see, here we go. It comes full circle back to the iced coffee hour. So how cheap is Thailand? <laughs> Guys, I'm in Thailand. And did you know that this noodle cup is 30 cents? This hotel with a pool is $30? I can't believe it. And for these prices, I'm going to buy 100 meals in Thailand and have fun for $30, which is the cost of a cocktail in New York. 30 million views. Wow. You know what? But everyone in the U.S. secretly... <laughs> wishes they could go and do that if yes. even for a yes. week yes yes everybody definitely i've seen those uh really nice airbnbs where it's like yeah this is 50 dollars a night and mm. it's like, got a pool it's got a view it looks mm. incredible like here that would be like a thousand dollars a night yes make that content the cheapest and the most expensive that content does super well yeah, yeah. wow so when that video took off how many more like it did you make was that the sign that like, okay, now I got to go to, to other countries and do this too? Yeah. yeah. For that, at that point, it was no return. No more looking for other jobs. Content creation is possible as a career. I was 100,000 followers before that video. I became 400,000 followers after that video. Mm. One video was 4X my last 270 days. The beauty of the internet is that it's not linear. It doesn't go, you know, you know, like step by step it goes step 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 goes down goes down and then it f-ing goes up like that yeah i love that how do you know that wasn't just a one-off thing because i've seen so many creators have a one-off video just millions of views and they cannot sustain it it just goes away well i knew if i made how cheap is thailand i knew there's 196 other countries yeah. <laughs> how cheap is philippines <laughs> how cheap is uruguay how cheap yeah. is germany <laughs> Sure. You know, so I knew that that content could uh, extend beyond just a one-off. Um, I was confident of that. Got it. Yeah. What was the cheapest place? Now we got to know if you're going to pick the cheapest place for, I would say, the quality of life that you get. Mm. So not necessarily like, yeah, you could survive on a dollar a day, but like this yeah. is the best value for the cost. Well. Uzbekistan is the cheapest place I've ever been to in my life, but not not a high quality of life yeah. yet. How cheap is it there? Or like, give us some examples of like how much a meal, a uh, place to rent, what you get, transportation. Like, I mean, I went to like the most expensive restaurant, and no meal was above four dollars. Wow, <laughs> it was insane. I was shocked. And what's the quality of that? Like, good. Really? I how how would you good. compare it to the U.S. in terms of like a like a restaurant? Is it like a, um, you know, I don't know, Did a you like a quality or like, yeah. <laughs> I don't need meat, oh, unfortunately. Right, um, you know, the U.S. is, I think it's a restaurant to like compare it to. I mean, I would say like the restaurant we went to last night, right? Wow. Like you, you could get exact same every meal for $4 max. Okay. Yeah. Like it, it, that's comparable. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I. So we went to like a like a Mexican restaurant last night. Um, it was good, high quality. Yeah, it was in the strip, so it's yeah. everything is inflated. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would say, well, I wouldn't say high quality. I would say yeah, it's not high quality. Medium. You don't think so? No. Jack, Jack's uh, <laughs> caliber of food like it's very low and clothing. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I'm joking. Whoa. I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, no. But Jack goes to this place. What was it called? The the Mexican place that you got? Tony's Mexican. Tony's Mexican food. <laughs> it's good, but they serve it to you on like a lunch plate. 
You know, what? It's, it's good. It's it's good food, but it's, it's incredible. Like, what, food. what would you say the quality of that is? I would High say that quality. It's eleven ninety nine for a chimichanga. I would say the mm. the taste is great. The quality is probably less than medium. Like on a scale of one to ten, it's probably a four. Quality. I kind of have to trust Graham on this one. Wouldn't yeah. you agree with me on this though? Because it's not about the money that you're spending on the plate. It's about the experience, right? <laughs> yeah. That's well, a very that's a very nice thing plate? to say. What? They. they what I don't like is that they do the sour cream and they put the sour cream in the bottle and they go across the thing like that. No, that's not good sour cream. It tastes pretty Graham, delicious. That's yeah. authentic. Okay. No, thank you, Alex. In the bottle, <laughs> sour cream in the bottle. Is it really? Thought- it's off. If you're depending on what you get, like if you get enchiladas and stuff, to go over it. Yes, that's authentic. Well, how do you know that? Look at me, man. Look at my skin tone, man. Come on. Bro, I'm brown. You're brown. I cannot make uh, any assumptions on your race. Yeah, but we're in America. So it's a 50% <laughs> chance if you're brown, you're probably from the South, a.k.a. Mexico. Are you from Mexico? Well, no, I was born in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There you go. There if go. I assumed you're Mexican, you'd call me racist and you'd put it the first 10 seconds of this video. <laughs> but anyway, my point is you can go to like some, some uh, what are they, taco trucks or whatever, and you'll get some of the best food depending on where you are. So it really doesn't matter like what it looks like or if they serve it to you on a lunch plate. Anyway, my point being, if I take Jack to Danny's, he'd be like, this is like a five star. Danny's is incredible. <laughs> Dude, this is like what? three Michelin star restaurant. Come to Dubai again. I feel like I'm on the tourism board. Come to Dubai because that's where there's really good food. Oh. Singapore, Asia. Denny's is crap. America. By the way, me and my personal trainer like made a decision. Every time I go to America, like index to get three more kilograms of fat because America has no healthy options. The big wow. statements. <sighs> I believe it. Let's, so let's go back on uh, Uzbekistan. So you're saying four dollars for a meal. The meal, in my opinion, would have been equivalent to like you know a medium tier Mexican restaurant here. No, no, maybe yeah. maybe higher, higher. Okay, maybe a little bit higher. Yeah. yeah. What about like transportation, uh, lodging, hotel, house? Oh man, I I don't I don't remember yeah. to be honest with you, but I would say everything is everything is like sub fifty, like everything. Nothing is like. You know, nothing is like more than a hundred bucks. I, I mean, yeah. in one way, like I, I enjoyed making those videos, but in another way, it's like, it's cheap for us, but it's expensive for them. Yes. Yeah. What's the income there? Because I think, yeah. I think if we look at it in proportion. Yes. Uh, if you're spending, let's say, twenty dollars a day, six hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Say, or even a thousand dollars a month, I bet the income would it, probably be five hundred. Five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. So maybe, the, you know, the Big Mac index, like somebody should find actually where is the biggest purchasing power in the world. That would be, by definition, the cheapest place. Mm. Not, oh, this place is cheap if I'm a Swiss or an American tourist. That cheap, this place is cheap for locals and tourists alike. That's true. What yeah. is that country? I'd love find to find it. that out. Yeah. You should find it. Yes. I think that would be interesting. That's a viral that video. Yeah. Oh. The Big Mac index. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. Now we got content. Okay. Yeah, thanks I for like that. that. Okay. Um, so besides that, what would be the cheapest, would you say, for the quality that you get? You know, I would, I would highly advise people to... Um, like, like the guy next to you, bro. You, you guys never left America. I just learned that yesterday. Uh, no, I've been to Canada and I've been to Mexico. 
So oh, technically, nice. technically, I've I been did. to I've been to Canada too. It was on a layover. Connection from a, <laughs> Canada Alaska. does not count. Yeah, it was Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would advise everybody to like go to the Asia continent one and Africa one because Asia is like sixty percent of the world lives there. Mm-hmm. Six out of ten humans is Asian, not American. Actually, American is less than five percent. So I think a lot of a lot of countries there have like really affordable pricing and good quality living. Like you can look at Bali, Philippines, and honestly Dubai, Singapore. I mean, they've designed cities and countries and infrastructure, uh, South Korea. Like they've designed countries way better than, than America did, mm-hmm. but you just don't hear about it. That's the problem. Hmm. So... So what countries? Yeah. <laughs> so Thailand? Phil- Philippines. I highly advise you to visit Philippines. Okay. It's the most culturally similar to the United States because you guys colonized it for a while. Mm. And, but so everybody speaks English. Everybody's very friendly. And it is, uh, you know, incredibly affordable and has the best nature I've ever seen. Second best. But yeah. Um, Philippines is the place to go. And by, by the way, you, 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 if, if, if you're building a team, I also advise you not just to travel in the Philippines and yeah. pay cheap prices, but also to hire from the Philippines. Uh, they are the most creative video editors I've worked with in my life. And 40% of my team, uh, the studio's team is Filipino. Mm. Uh, all my videos, my best editor, not, not best, but one of the best editors is a 19-year-old girl in the Philippines with no college education. And she just edits Nas Daily videos. And she's great. How do you find her? She watches Nas Daily. Really? Yeah. So I hire my community. I hire them, my followers, basically. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. And my students. Yeah. Anybody takes my class, yeah. I hire them. What's uh, interesting to me is that you have a plan. You told me like your, your dream is to have a thousand employees. Yeah. And it's so funny because I draw like <clears throat> parallels between that and Graham. And Graham doesn't want to have anybody. Really? No, no, no. He wants no to keep employees. the business team as lean as possible. Yeah. It's just, he, he was hesitant to hire me. Yeah. He was hesitant really? to hire Alex. And he's very satisfied. Even though he may be working 60 to 70 hours a week, he's very satisfied just having two, three employees. Wow. Yeah. I, I would love I'm to talk so, to you. I'm yeah. going to interview you now. All right. Talk I'm a to so, me. I'm a solo. I'm a lone wolf when it comes to a lot of this. Why? What, yeah. what, what, what's the motivation? Uh, I just like doing things myself. I've mm. always just been, you know, I like, I, I've never played in sports, was never a sports person. You I, don't like teamwork? No. Really? <laughs> I saw bad. that with the, with the, bad, but, uh, yeah. the framing of this thing is like, we got to put the green. This green, guys, is because. Uh, oh, yeah, well, I like the green. I think it's a good contrast. Between <laughs> it looks nice. It, looks <laughs> it does good. look nice. But, uh, <laughs> no, I've always liked just doing things myself. And so I've always picked things that I could do on my own and just do by myself. I, I love that. So do you not for me, trust like, others? No, I love doing things on my on my own terms, uh, the way I want to do them, and I've always just been like that. Wow! Yeah. So for me, it was like you know making YouTube videos or working as a real estate agent on my you know mm. on my own projects, yeah. or uh, you know high school is working. Uh, well, not really working, but uh, like playing music, I could do that on my own. Wow! So Are really you not worried it. that? God forbid, there's an accident or you become incapacitated or whatever yeah. the word is, and you just cannot generate revenue anymore that's why i save save, so yeah i save everything so Mm. like i've I've always planned for a point where if if it stops the next day be okay what if you uh what if you die everything you've built dies 
there's no legacy or longevity. Well, I think the videos would live on. So I would be at this point, knock on wood, if anything were happened, I'd, I'd be so happy the videos are out there. Okay, yeah. so your your legacy, you'd say, is in the YouTube videos. I would say so. Now, if YouTube introduces shorts and you have not done any shorts, I'm starting to do shorts. <laughs> starting that, I'm starting to do that. Got it. But yeah. you know, that's a five year lifetime. So after you after you die. Mm-hmm. Everything you've built for 50 years. I think Jack would carry it on. Jack, Jack would carry, carry on. on the iced coffee hour. Got it. I hope we wouldn't change with Graham and Jack, you know. Graham with Alex and Jack. And Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Alex and Jack. Crossover Graham and Alex. That's interesting. Yeah, Jack would probably carry it on. Uh, and then, I don't know, you know, with the money, take care of, take care of. Take care of his employees. <laughs> employees. Wow, yeah, that's his dedicated employees. <laughs> I, you know, one thing I respect about people is people who know who they are and what they want. Mm-hmm. That's that very much Graham. Right? Yeah. It's just, you know what you want. Yeah. And there's no argument. <clears throat> and I know what I want. And it's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and both are equally right. Yeah. You know? I, I get stressed out easily. So for me, a thousand people or, or more than like, more than Alex and Jack for me is like too much to think about. I can't think about anything wow like my my brain space is a hundred percent so like anything else like that's why you're saying like uh you're you're into jack i don't remember it it's just my <laughs> my brain can't retain information more than the most essential information to get through the next like week that's that's it wow yeah if, if i don't need to retain it it's not there it's it's, it's bad wow. yeah. your description of yeah. graham is one of the most accurate descriptions. And this is what I tell people too. Yeah. Graham knows exactly what he wants and he does exactly what he wants. He only does what he wants. Fortunately, <clears throat> what Graham wants does not hurt anyone. And it's <laughs> thankfully. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. I, not the next Hitler, Hitler okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want it to be a positive. Like, yeah. I, nothing I do would ever would ever be a negative. No. I, oh, I Graham really never that. does things that he does not want to do. Never. Wow. Yeah. Does it make it difficult to work with him? Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's dissect it's that guy. It's good, yeah. but it's bad. Yeah. Like it's it's very good for the business because generally speaking, Graham knows what's good. He is a pretty yeah. good. I do what's good for the business. For, yeah, Look, exactly. It's, it's the found founders are notoriously difficult to work with. You essentially, you're okay. founder right, of a channel, right. of a whatever. It's they're they're impossible to work with, and we just have to suck it up and. Yeah, understand. Fortunately, that. Graham and I have very similar ideals on most things. Yes. So Graham is a very much like my way or the highway type person. Yeah. But generally speaking, I will agree with the decisions that he makes. So it makes yeah. it easier yeah. on us. And Jack, uh, Jack will throw out an idea to me immediately. I'll shut it down, and then he'll bring it up consistently, and I'll start thinking. You know, I start marinating on the idea. Yeah. And usually after about a month or two, I'll be like, you know what? We'll try it. How's that? Like, I'm instead of I'm I'm 100 against it. I'm I'm now like 50 50. Let's try it. Nice. So there are some things that Jack will throw out there that uh, just take me a little. Bit. That's, That's cool. all. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. The way I think about it is, um, I mean, you know, both all of us want the same thing. We want to live comfortably. We want to have a legacy, and we want to do good for the world. Mm-hmm. I think the way I think about it is, once I finish my thousand videos. I I realized that if I die, the channel dies. And if the channel dies, then everything we're working towards is meaningless. So for me, is is my dream is to build a 100-year company. How do you build a 100-year company when you're going to die in 50 years? You know, There's no other option but to hire people. So the goal is to hire as many people as possible to build the institution of NAS Daily, the institution of NAS that that impact is so sexy like 
Imagine bringing a thousand people to work together to work on something that is important. A thousand people at the same time, like it will be a thousand, it will not, it will be 10,000 times more impactful than one person doing it, you know, because there's scale. Yes. That's what I want to build. So uh, we're 120 people now and I'm motivated by the size of the company as opposed to the revenue of the company. Wow. So you're going to 10X your employees basically. Yeah, we're going to be 250 by the end of this year, and I hope to be 1,000 in five years. That's you, hiring one person every three days. Yeah, possible. Oh, gosh. What do they, what do they all do? I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm like, what do 1,000 people do that 250 couldn't accomplish right now? <laughs> so, you know, with, with NAS Academy, you know, we... It, it's one, it's operationally intensive, but two, you know, we're building exciting technology, right? We have 20 engineers because, you know, we're building a different way to learn. We're building not just video files and give me money. Mm. It's like cohort-based learning. We're building different ways to discover uh, courses. We're building different curriculum. We're building NFT classes, crypto classes, engineering classes, whatever it is. And, um, you know, curriculum team is three people, operations team is 20 people, uh, uh, engineering, 20 people, a product, three people, uh, you know, marketing, six people, uh, HR, four people, you know, so, yeah, there's video editors. We have like 20 video editors because we're making courses. We're making nice daily videos. We're making, you know, there's, there's 20 channels that we're responsible for in 13 different languages so that we upload a hundred pieces of content every week. Can you upload 100 pieces of content by yourself every week? No. That's why you need a team. Well, unless we do clips. We could clip everything. Up. I'm sure we could find <laughs> we a way. We still would need more it. people if we yeah. wanted to do that. You still Yeah, need but people. I think that's too. I think there's a point where there's diminishing returns. Like yes. the first video you post, 100%. Second video, 90%. Yeah, but you have to appeal to different audiences. Yes. Which is how you can yeah. continue right, to not like burn true. out your audience. Exactly. So 100 videos, languages. is that like different languages too or like? Yeah. Okay. So we have 13 channel, 13 languages on five different platforms. Yeah. Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and then... Arabic, Hebrew, Spanish, Bahasa. Wow. Uh, so we, every video we make on NAS, every course we put on NAS Academy, every video we put on NAS Daily, we've built software to take it and put subtitles in a different language. And I'll tell you a story. Yeah. When I hit 10 million followers on Facebook, I was celebrating. I was so happy. I was celebrating with my friends. And then I realized, oh my God, my dad is not one of my followers. Like I found 10 million people and my dad and my mom are not one of them because they don't understand the videos because it's in English. If you speak, may they speak Arabic. If you speak English, you're talking to the minority. 20% of the world speaks English. 80% does not know what we're talking about. Mm. That's crazy. Alex, does your, does, do your extended family, do they speak English? Uh, barely. They don't know what the hell you're doing here. They think you're wasting your life away. <laughs> they, they actually don't know what I do. Do because they don't understand YouTube. Yeah. And English. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> so when we started yeah. putting subtitles in Arabic and made a whole new channel called Nas Daily Arabic, it got 5 million followers. 1% of the Arab world follows Nas Daily. 2% of Vietnam follows Nas Daily. And I don't speak a single word of Vietnamese. That's powerful. So... 
we think that everything you're making, all your content that you guys are making is like, you know, you're literally saving lives, financial lives mm. with your content, but you're actually, you're only like making the rich richer. If somebody is on YouTube speaking English in America, I mean, they're the richest in the world. Can someone in Mexico or in Vietnam benefit from your financial advice? It's your responsibility to make that content for them in their language. I'm worried though, because people ask me to yeah. make content for like, could you make content centered around the UK or like different countries? Mm -hmm. It's so different that a lot of the just do a Roth IRA index funds yeah. doesn't apply in a yeah. lot of places. Yeah. So my advice is very US focused and, and it has to be because that's the, that's the only market I know. Makes sense. Yeah. But money is universal. Crypto at some point is universal. Yes. I think the, the cryptocurrency audience would be worldwide. Yes. Yeah. Localize it. Yeah. By the way, so he was mentioning this to me last night. I was curious about the, the crypto content. And I looked it up. Apparently, 10% of my audience comes from India for cryptocurrency, which is, wow. way which is way higher than almost every other topic. So yeah. I make video about stocks. It's like 90% U.S. Mm -hmm. Crypto, 10% India. That's less US. There you go. Yeah. So, and Australia was another big one. Yeah. I told you this yesterday, Graham. You are a 10 million follower channel. But because of the process, mm. now you only have 3 million. But f what the people, the everything, the content, everything, 10 million people need to follow you. And how do you suggest doing that? D different <laughs> languages? Okay, so t multiple ways. Yeah. One is shorts. Yes. Start creating shorts. Two is start creating universal content, which is forget the Roth IRA for a little bit and make a show called Universal Finance or a show called Crypto. And, and literally just make crypto content once a week as a new show and turn it into shorts and you'll just get a lot of people interested. Mm -hmm. So now your content became universal. And then after that, step two is start localizing it. You know, build YouTube channels or Facebook channels or for YouTube channels in Spanish and then in Arabic and then in yada, yada, yada. Then go on wherever humans go. So TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Every content has to be multiplied 90 times on these different channels in different languages. Um, and when you do that, you'll get to 10 million. Oh, man. That's Graham nice. just sees, he yeah. hears that and he's like, nope. too much work. <laughs> too much work. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm like, a, like a sniper where like you give yes. me one thing to do and I'll do that really well. And yes. for me, that was Makes the main sense. channel. Uh, and then everything else is kind of similar to that. So like I could sniper that one little thing. But yeah, you, you lost me. No, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. I'm happy to hear that because yeah. it shows I have an opportunity you here. Do. Yes, <laughs> you have a, I would recommend you do that because <laughs> I could see the light in your eyes when you explain this, like you got it mapped out. Like that's something that you could do a hundred percent. Yeah. And you've already got the reach on that. So you could take it from 50 million to a hundred million now. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Please follow yeah. Nas Finance. In Arabic. <laughs> and Spanish. And Spanish. <laughs> and every other language in existence. Whatever you speak, uh, he's got you covered. <laughs> yeah, basically. So I want to know what drives you, what motivates you to do so much to build such a massive team and, and continue pushing when it seems like you've basically already made it. Already made it. Wow, yes. interesting. So... Where'd you guys grow up? Here. 
in Vegas? In no, 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 I didn't. No, no, you no, did I mean, not grow up in Vegas. Well, I mean, here is in the U.S. Like we grew up. We grew yeah, up, we, like, I mean, Southern SoCal. California. Southern yeah. California. SoCal. Yeah. Got it. So I grew up in the most complicated conflict in the world, the Israel-Palestinian conflict, the most complicated, never-ending solution. Fifteen or ten U.S. presidents tried to fix this conflict, couldn't. You guys introduced healthcare. You couldn't fix Israel and Palestine. So I grew up in that area as a Palestinian Israeli. So whatever motivates me has to do with my childhood, right? It has to do with how I grew up. If you grow up seeing people die for a piece of land, it puts a bit in your brain. If you grow up seeing people kill each other for religion, it kind of f***s you up. If you grow up seeing so much hatred, rockets falling on people, killing them, uh, uh, attacks, terrorist attacks, uh, 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 all that shit, it makes you think what is important in life. Is it making money? Well, you could be a billionaire. People are still going to die in your neighborhood. Um, it's actually the most important thing in life is just doing something that could potentially save a life. Yeah. And for me, I think it's politics. It's not dentistry and it's not medicine. I think eventually politics is the most important field that everybody needs to be in. So how do you get into the politics world? Well, one, you need a lot of followers. You need to be really good in front of the camera. So we're trying to do that. And two, you need a lot of money. So you need to be independent. So you need 100 million followers and 100 million dollars if you really want to affect change in this world and stop people from dying. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. That's what motivates me. Get 100 million dollars, get 100 million followers, and then use those two things to fix the unfixable, to fix these conflicts around the world. How would you do that? Where would you start? Uh, you Where know, you grew up? Yeah. 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 I, I think, you know, a lot of people shit on like governments, a government's in effect, especially in America, there's a lot of hatred against governments, right? Oh, cannot do things. Politicians are all corrupt. You know, at the end of the day, guys, the only reason you're alive is because a politician decided not to bomb the crap out of you. <laughs> that's, that's what it boils down to. Politics is the most important thing on the planet. Uh, so my 20-year goal is I want to be in the private sector for the next 10, 15 years. And eventually I want to move on to the public sector because for me, that's where the real meaning is. Uh, and then I'll just have no more meaning left in like, in like you know, making sure. money or whatever. Yeah. 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 So after that, what will you feel? What if you solve that conflict? Oh, you cannot solve that yeah, conflict. Yeah. That's, uh, and there's forever. always, always going to be a conflict. Yeah always going to be something you solve one and another will pop up you solve that another will pop up but exactly you probably make a you know net positive still exactly yeah. exactly it's, it's a lifelong mission yeah, yeah. I, we were saying this to kevin right before he ran for governor on the podcast by the way kevin what I mean, kevin me oh Papra. yeah the guy uh, yeah, california the guy. governor yeah, right california yeah uh, you we were, were supporting him pretty a lot yeah yeah, yeah. and we <laughs> mentioned it now i don't want to take a hundred percent credit but uh i mentioned to him i'm like listen with with the following that you have and his ability to speak he has he had, he had a chance to run yes at some point. and what happened and uh well you know he i would say he got way closer than a lot of people thought yeah. and did yeah. quite well he got like six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand votes what in california on the recall which is insane for for a, a like you know a youtuber seven hundred thousand yeah. people but i but i was explaining to him the reach that you have on social media and i wouldn't be surprised if at some point social media people get into politics yeah. because of their reach yes they have a reach that just advertising dollars can't get to yes and so you know it, like uh, if if uh, you know elon musk runs yeah he'd get 
a huge vote just because of his reach already. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a Mark Cuban or a Mr. Beast runs at some point. Like everyone who grew up with Mr. Beast would, would just inevitably vote for him. Yeah. Almost everybody. Basically. Yeah. Um, we have already have the influencer president. It was President Trump. Yeah. He is the first influencer yeah. president, basically. It's possible. So I think it's going to happen. I think it's only a matter of time because everyone growing up watching mm-hmm. people, uh, it's going to go in that direction. The current, yeah. the current prime minister, the, the next prime minister of Israel is, is, is scheduled to be uh, a TV personality, yeah. which is basically a creator, right? So everybody grew up watching him on TV, and now he went to politics, and yeah. now he's the prime minister. So I'm curious, who are the favorite people that you've met or the most interesting? The most interesting people that I've met... You guys. Oh. Thank you. Uh, you know, the the world is full of, uh, I mean, dude, there's, there's some crazy interesting and there's some crazy inspiring, right? Some interesting is like some guy looks like Tarzan and he lives in Hong Kong, right? He literally looks like Tarzan and he lives in oh, the jungle. Yeah, we got to see it. I got to see this. You got to see this? Yeah. <laughs> Just type on YouTube, he is the real Tarzan. Oh my gosh, you weren't kidding. I wasn't joking. Look at that. Holy cow. Wow. <laughs> How did you find this guy? Oh, my God. I had a meetup in Hong Kong, and someone said, my friend lives in the jungle and looks like Tarzan and works at Disney. You want to make a video about him? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so we went and visited him. That video, you know how many views it got? 100 million views. Oh, my God. 100 million views. How did this guy's life change after that video? He became popular overnight really? in Hong Kong. Yeah, people started taking pictures with him and everything, and... Um, you know, I think the beauty of making videos is that both parties benefit. We benefited because we got more followers. Mm-hmm. He benefited because his story now is out to the world. So it's a great Pareto efficiency. It's a win-win. The other interesting, inspiring people, I would say, is the youngest billionaire in the world. Well, the youngest billionaire in the world is not Kylie Jenner. It is a guy in India named Ritesh. And he started a hotel. Oh, you know Oyo Hotel? Yeah. Yeah, the founder of Oyo Hotel. Yeah, uh, you know there's like thousands of Oyo hotels in India and around the world, and you know he's 26 year, 27 now, mm-hmm. and he's about to IPO his company for like I don't know, God knows, I mean ten billion dollars. I mean that's nuts. Yeah, that's inspiring, right? So so that's another person, uh, um, especially because he grew up in like like a, like a, a village where people have a hundred bucks a month. So it's 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 amazing to see. Uh, entrepreneurship enable you to become a billionaire if you work hard enough. Um, who else is interesting? You know, there's there's the crazy people, the guy who wins like the mustache, the most beautiful mustache in the world, like really huge oh, Jack, mustache. Take uh, take some notes from this guy, Jack. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, that's that's kind of yeah. people we, we we find. That's cool. Who is your favorite? Who's the most memorable to you? I think. Uh, I, you don't have a favorite child, and therefore every every video is, is a child. Like so. What's the first one that comes to mind? Like you're the most memorable. Just whatever's the first. Doesn't even have to be a good performing video. Um, it wasn't about a person. My favorite video is called Jews versus Arabs, and it's about uh, you know, I was uh, I was sitting making a video in Jerusalem, and then some girl comes to me and says, "You're Palestinian. Or you're Arab. Get out of here." So it's kind of like a racist interaction. And uh, that was the most meaningful video I've done in my life because it was shot on camera because my camera was on. Yeah. And so the interaction between me and a 15-year-old kid, she hates me, 
my people hate her. And it's just, it's really interesting to see she's how the 15? conversation. She's 15. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And you have that interaction on camera? Yeah. What was the ending of that? What happened? She left. She said, get out of here, or you shouldn't be proud to be Arab, or you guys kill us. And it's understandable yeah. why you would hate an Arab. Yeah. Okay. It's very easy to hate Arabs. My people, I also hate some of them. It's very easy to hate us. So I understand why she would hate us because, you know, you kill us, you bomb us, we cannot be safe around you. And on the other hand, it's like, okay, well, not every Arab is a terrorist. And then, you know, her uncle who was there, who was also racist, mm. uh, he he basically took her away. Wow. Yeah, and they both left. Jeez. How many of these do you film and then just decide afterwards you're not going to post it? This video took me two months to think about and post because it's very sensitive yeah. and it's not... I don't want to be known as the guy who had a racist interaction. Yes. So I kind of want to be known for just like only good things, but it's just, it's difficult and there's so much... Yeah, it's so difficult. Um... With Nas Daily, every video took 24 hours. So you make it on the day, it uploads the next day. So there's no time to think. Only with that video, I waited two months. Mm. But everything else, yeah, make it today, upload tomorrow. Has there been any videos that you posted that have led to some backlash? Always. Yeah. There's always backlash. I, if you are, you know, if, if, before making content, right, if you have 10 friends, you probably have one enemy. Right, let's say one guy you don't like, he doesn't like you, but you have nine friends, life is good. But if you multiply that by a million, you have 10 million friends, and now you have one million enemies. Mm. So Nas Daily has roughly five million enemies, five, ten, maybe 10 million enemies sure. around the world. That sucks. So every video we make has backlash, some sort of backlash. Mm. I don't like the way you're dressed, I don't like the way you talk. I don't like your mustache. I don't like this. I don't like that. So when you get big enough, it's inevitable. I'm sure you get that too. I'm sure you guys get that as well, right? A little bit, not much. It, it's weird. On YouTube, I want to say 99.9% yeah. super friendly. Yes. It's then when it when someone reposts something to like Facebook or Twitter mm. or like another platform where people don't know me, then the comments are wild. What do they say? What's the yeah. number one reason people hate you? Punchable uh, face. What? Oh, no. Punchable face? <laughs> That's my pun joke. It's my punchable face. <laughs> no, no, we always joke. Because that, that does, it's like the, the most phrased word on YouTube, like the phrase on YouTube is like, you have a very punchable face. Yeah. Oh my Everyone God. has a punchable yeah. face. So what are the, what's the uh, other reasons? Yeah, uh, cheap. You're cheap? Yes. Are you cheap? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, but doesn't I, look, I think doesn't, it's, doesn't look like I it. I think it's endearing. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't mind it. We but had yeah, to but, beg yeah. him for this set, just so you know. Yeah, and I was paying like, for half. Him. No. Yeah. Well, Jack owns half of the channel, so it's Okay, like, so you get half of the ad revenue. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's fair. Yeah. But still, I mean, this this set is only a recent development. And beforehand, we were doing it on a couch. Like I saw Microphones it. we got for free. It was <laughs> yes. Yeah, I saw it. <clears throat> Using light, uh, towels as light diffusers still. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so we got like actual studio lights and a nice yeah, set. I agree this set has made a difference. And I remember we built We've out this set. we made a lot of money because of this yeah, set. Yeah, I agree the set was a good choice. Yeah. I like the couch. And people initially liked the couch because they said <laughs> like it <Ted>. was... <laughs> <laughs> Those comments said, I missed the couch because it felt like a very laid back, just, you know, buddies on the couch, just chatting. And mm. I get that. I get it. But this, but I think also they were used to the other one. So any change would have been bad. True. Mm -hmm. So mm. I'm happy with this. this How much do you well. spend per month? Uh, 
Not much. Well, the thing is, I'm paying two mortgages, so like that skews things heavily. Um, well, I mean, the, keeping two mortgages. Don't count the mortgages. Don't count the mortgages. No, because yeah. you're paying into your own assets. Yeah. Um, I got four thousand, five thousand, wow. four thousand dollars a month. What do you spend it on? Like that's, is that insurance? a lot? Yeah, that's yeah. That, this maybe, sounds like maybe. a lot more. I mean, I don't. If know. you don't count like the occasional needing something for like yeah, your business or something. Yeah. Like that. So so I'm t- yeah okay. So if we're taking out business related expenses, because a lot of that's discretionary in the sense that like we don't need it, but if it could help us, you know, I'll do that. New hard drive. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, just mm-hmm. bit, little business stuff like that. And uh, what about like labor costs? Uh, well, basically asking yeah. about both their salaries. Yeah, well, well, Jack's basically on a on a percentage. So whatever nice. the podcast does, um, so it's it's dependent on the performance. Got it. Uh, so I don't really count the labor. That, the yeah. real only labor costs that I have for you would be twenty two percent of the second channel and thirty percent of the mentorship. I'm thinking like I don't know. It's probably three to four thousand dollars a month, like personal expenses, because that would include maybe like you know the car insurance. Well, that's not that much. It's it's not it's not a lot of money. I would say it's probably close to about two thousand dollars that Graham's spending per month. You have healthcare, you have car insurance, you have food. That's a rounding that's error that you're spending per month. Probably, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I don't need I don't need the the most expensive things are the two mortgages, and that's it. But well, that's this, a profitable this, thing, right? If you rent it out. Yes, I could rent it out, but if we actually count like interest, property taxes, stuff like this. I don't know. That's that's maybe three thousand a month wow. on that. Like it, it's not much, but I I I enjoy that. And then everything else is is discretionary. For it's usually if I'm spending money on something, it's something that I know I could get a return on, or it's something that'll keep its value. Mm, like sense. the car is something. Uh, the car was like three hundred grand, but I knew that would make more money. Three hundred grand. Yeah. What did you have? The Ford GT. You have the Ford GT. That's yeah. three hundred grand. Yeah. Oh but now God. it's almost four hundred grand. So, but, but I bought this car knowing that a like, single function device. Yeah, yeah. But, but this car to me was something that I could buy, and it's it. Worst case, it's a savings account. So I'd rather keep my money in a car than sitting in Ally Bank. So between the two, the car is already better. But I knew the car was going to be going up in value. Wow. It's just it's such a collectible item. So I knew worst case it's going to be going up like five five percent a year. So I'd rather have the car. So like certain things like that, I could justify because I know it's going to make money. Yes, close to a hundred thousand dollars in watches. Yeah, what? But those make money. They're they're it, it's better to have your money in a watch in in, in the right watch at the right price than a savings account. And, yeah, and, and, I believe and that it's, in the right watch. In the right watch, well, it's also it's, better to have it in an NFT than in cash. Some could say. Uh, some could say. Some could say the Some right say. NFT in the right NFT, yeah. yeah, yeah. But watches, they're they're they can be a fantastic investment. Wow. So like stuff like that, I, I really enjoy that. But I like uh, the collectible nature of being able to buy something and have it be worth more than yeah. you could be a part of. You're gonna hate me for this. Do you know how much I have in cash that's sitting there eroding away? Probably uh, one and a half million, two million dollars, three to four million dollars yeah. sitting there in cash. Yeah, but that's part of the business, though, right? Or is that no, you? Is that you personally? This me is me personally, like two million. Why don't you invest it? That's that's terrible. I don't know how. I don't know. How. You're here at the iced coffee hour. Like I don't know how to invest. I know how. It's just it bores the crap out of me. You got to get somebody to do it for Bro, you. Even if money in a bank them. account more exciting. No, it's just not exciting. All of money is not. If exciting. If you could pay someone right now, 
thousand dollars to just set it up for you and put the, move the money from a bank account into an index fund. <laughs> Would you, you do that? Absolutely. Do I got that. you, man. I got you right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can set it up in fifteen yeah, minutes. You're American. I don't want to do anything with your with America. The, the tax system here is crazy. I don't pay tax can at you all. Not, can you not invest in a U.S. based index fund? No, I don't want to. I don't want to. You don't want to. No, be I can US. invest. I can invest from Singapore. So there's no capital gains in Singapore. Right. And there's no income tax in Dubai. But you do not want to invest in anything in the U.S. market. No, no. I, I, yeah. I, want, I will invest from my Singapore bank account. Yes. I will not Got pay tax it. on that, okay. I think. All I, you need to do is a total stock market index fund. You could go- It's so expensive 70- now. It, I stock mean, market it's always going to be more expensive. As it being too expensive right now, especially if you're talking about index funds. Everything is overpriced. That's what they were saying <sighs> a year ago. And for so the last 10 years, yeah. Last year. I was busy making videos. And what about the year before that? I was busy year making videos. And you're <laughs> you still say be busy you want to make the year before that I had no money. You say <laughs> yeah. you want to get to a hundred million dollars. I think, realistically, one of the best contributors to getting to a hundred million dollars is going to be investing. True, hundred percent. I, I, I'm indexing on like one stock to appreciate, which is the NAS Academy stock. Okay. Right. So that's why I'm spending twenty five hours every day on that yeah. stock but if you have that much money in your own personal account that's separate from the business yes you got to invest that money at yeah. least invest half yes take yes, half mom. of it two million in cash two million invested and forget that the two million you invest forget that ever even exists just basically burn it to the ground doesn't exist anymore don't look at it for 20 years yeah that's that's your fallback in case anything happens that that two is going to grow to five yeah, it's true. That's what you need to do. And just a total stock market index fund. That's it. Just that one That's thing. It. And you could even do 80% total stock market index, 20% emerging markets or international. That yeah. way you get more exposure to other countries outside the U.S. It would take you 30 minutes to set it up. Oh, yeah. Easily 30 minutes. I, I got to do it. It's just I've, I've dreamed of being rich, but the minute I became rich, I realized how how useless it is i'm not useless it's very useful how boring it is to be rich do you feel that way or no you don't no like it's 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 a number on a screen like you work like a donkey and i'm working like a donkey to increase that number on a screen in which you only use 0.01 percent of it every month for nothing i mean i don't well because it's sitting in a savings account doing nothing you know if if you if you yeah did something with it, you would start to see the benefit. Like if you knew that you'd have an extra hundred thousand dollars a year, let's just say, let's even say on two million dollars, let's say you would have sixty thousand dollars a year extra. Just here it is in your account. Do whatever you want with it. Spend all of it, and it's going to come back to you. You would be able to make such a big difference for things that are important to you. Yeah, for an extra sixty thousand for thirty minutes of work. So even if the money is like boring to you. I guarantee you'll find a great way to, to spend that 60000 in a way that's meaningful for you. Okay. Okay. I'm convinced. All right. Cool. I will do it. Did my job. <laughs> I will do it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I will do it. I, I think it's, there is, there is, you know, it's kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like, by, by the way, I've traveled for four years and I don't have a, an airline miles account. Like I, I, for four years, every one week I was on a plane and I don't have uh, a mile. Like That's another that. problem. That's not as nearly as big of a problem as the cash. Yeah. Pretty small no, problem. Cash is way bigger. Yeah. 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 But you should have been paying with a good credit card, getting the points, getting the miles. I would say would, that's 50% off your It flights. would be a good idea for you to hire just a personal like investor. Someone's it's just called for a private you. bank. 
Well, <laughs> like one, an actual employee that would just make these decisions. For well, you. that person needs to be making 10 K a month for it to be worth their time. No, no. it's so easy. Well, so easy. If there's you can, some, you cannot get someone who's like, you really? know, how it would probably take them 10 hours a week to do everything that they needed the, the for you. The thing it's is, not less. the problem is that if you get somebody licensed, there are so many regulations for a licensed person yeah. to give you investment advice that they would have to charge some yeah. extreme amount and they wouldn't probably be on their own. But you could be but, one of multiple of their like but, clients. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, but if you get somebody who's just a personal finance enthusiast who's like, hey, you know, if I were to do this, you know, yeah. I would probably just do this. Yeah. yeah. If it were me. They sign you, know? you up for the credit cards. They give you everything that you need. Yeah. And all I mean, you need to do is either swipe yeah, the, or just keep is, your bank account high I don't enough. know the regulations for that. It's so strict on like high, paying somebody else to do your finances. It's so yeah, strict. Regulations. You're, you're, you're supposed to. That's why, it, you know. Oh, you're not supposed to pay some you're random. Suppo- you're supposed to be licensed. You're supposed you're, to be licensed. Yeah, like if you're like, Graham, I'm going to pay you $10,000 to invest you my money. You can't do that. Oh, gosh, no. That would be like the biggest violation. I would never do that. Really? Yeah. What if I give you 100000 yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> no, 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 no. Every law has a price. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I think one of, the, one of the issues that Nas Daily has faced is that we have no country. You know, when we le- when I left America, I went to Singapore. Now I'm getting out of Singapore to go to Dubai. And it's just only in the last year have I had a real country presence. But for you, it's much easier. I'm in America. I'm an American. I'm with Uncle Sam for the rest of my life, right? So that I got to get better with this system. But for me, I spent three years figuring out what is a better system than Uncle Sam that saves me more money. And I think I found it finally in two countries. And so now I'm trying to establish financial ties in those countries. Where are these countries? Singapore and Dubai. Okay. No capital gains in Singapore and no capital gains in Dubai and no income tax in Dubai. Isn't Dubai Dubai slightly better because of the no income tax? It, It is. It is. But so that the way I'm structuring this, this is not financial advice. Uh, is all my stock holdings are in Singapore and all my, you know, all my income, because I'm a resident, I'm a resident of Dubai. So this way you get the best of both worlds. Singapore is much easier to invest in from venture capital funds because they've done it before. A lot of companies have listed in the NASDAQ from Singapore. Dubai is still very fresh. Does Dubai have capital gains tax? No. None. So why not just do everything to buy? For investors, I think they're slightly more comfortable investing in a Singapore okay. company than a Dubai company for now. But I think that'll change in the future. Got it. And mm. how does Dubai get away with <laughs> no tax? Where do they get their money from? I was looking at the government's uh, 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 income statement yeah. actually like, uh, like a week ago. I think five people think Dubai is oil money. But only 5% of the revenue of the government of Dubai comes from oil, mm. 5%. 60% come from fees. It says fees. I don't know what fees. Registration <laughs> fees. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, there are taxes for like banks and oil companies and some sectors. Uh, the, you know, there's maybe like import tax maybe or like maybe like the airport. I don't know. But it says 60% comes from fees. And then there's a VAT. Value added tax. (laughs) Fees. No one's going to question that. Yeah. (laughs) Another one is 30% VAT, which is 5%. Yeah. On on like sales. Fees. I'm wondering if it's like import fees. Like if you take a car into Dubai, you're paying an extra fee. It probably is that. And that pays for everything. It was crazy. Doesn't Dubai have like the Bugatti police cars? Is that is that Dubai? Oh yeah, the yeah. Audi R8. Do they have that? Yes. Like that? Is every police car an Audi R8? No. no, it's like five. 
out of 500. Okay. Do you see them ever? Or I saw one or two. I saw BMW. Why, why, why did they do that? Like, what's the point of, <laughs> of it? It's good Audi publicity. R8. Like, so, I was under the impression all of them were Audi Really? Audi yeah. Well, that's the impression they want you to have. Yeah. yeah. The, the idea, I think... Uh, so, I think Dubai is like... That realizes the importance of media, which just like Hollywood, like you know, Hollywood is like the best propaganda arm arm for the U.S. ever existed. You know, I was a village kid in Israel watching uh, uh, Pursuit of Happiness, and I was crying. I was like, I love America. It's so amazing. You know, American dream. Oh, Independence Day. Oh my God. You know, like every every country has its own form of propaganda. Propaganda is not a bad thing. There's a bad North Korean propaganda. There is good Hollywood propaganda. And I think, you know, for Dubai, they're building their own image, right, for on social media, not on the big screen, on social media. Mm. And so if you want to get more views on social media, do something extreme. Build the tallest tower in the world. Get five uh, Bugatti cars. And it works. Yeah. Because they need to change the image. Because your image and other people's images of Dubai is like it's a desert. Or it is, uh, it is a bunch of, you know, uh, terrorists because it's Arabs. And it's like, no, like it's, it's actually a different image completely if you visit and see. Yeah, I think, the, I think the wealthy image where you see like the islands yeah. and the tallest building and the R8, you know, police cars and the yes. lines of like Rolls Royces everywhere. I got a couple rapid fire questions. Oh. Yeah. What's your overhead? Ooh, good one. Uh, Nas daily, 170K a month. Nas Academy, 500K a month. So you're netting 350 a month. Well, what is it? I just do it's, yeah. Nas Academy is not profitable yet. Okay. Nas Daily is profitable. Nas Academy is not profitable yet. Why? It's different, different legal entities. Oh. So, so the engineers and the tech. Got it. And, so it's still working as a startup trying to get. Yeah, Nas Academy is venture backed. Got it. So we, we raised $11 million and we use that to, to build. Yeah. $11 million. That's a lot of money to build. Is it a lot of money? Yeah, really? No. It's not? To me, that seems like a lot. I'm thinking like, oh, you, you know, making a teachable account, uh, <laughs> you know, 99 bucks a month, make the content. Well, you're making you what is effectively like a Skillshare, right? <laughs> what? You're making what is similar to a Skillshare, right? We're making, basically the, the closest one is monthly. Okay. You know monthly? No. <laughs> Grant, we're we still gotta out of have time. a nice I, little I know, session. I know, I know, I know. No, it's kind of like um, a, a better a better version of Skillshare and Udemy, mm -hmm. something along like a better version of Skillshare. Yes, okay, just call it at that. Okay, but actually, we're building creator tools. So, like, we're building creator tech. So, you are a creator. You are a creator. Yes. Like localization, Graham Staff in Arabic. We have a Google Translate for video. So, if you want to make your videos into Arabic, we can spin around in ten minutes, make all your channel in Arabic. That's tech. We're building uh, education tech. You know, all that stuff costs yeah. money. Got yeah. it. Okay. We also, like, so we raised 11 million and we have, we have like 7 million left in the bank. Um, but we're losing money every month. But, you know, the goal is in the next three, four months to go and raise Series B, we, you know, go raise 40, 50 million dollars and build even more. You know, that, that is the game I want to play. Yeah. And uh, for that, you need to hire. Yeah. I'm so different from that. It's it's weird. I wouldn't do something unless it immediately makes money from day one. Somebody like told me this yeah. before. A venture capitalist told me this yeah. before. If you want, if you like profit today, mm -hmm. it means you care about today more than you care about tomorrow. Like you're actually pessimistic about the future. 
basically what it boils down to. If you invest today, it means you think tomorrow is going to be so much better that it's worth losing money today. And when I heard that, I was like, yeah, why am I making like 400K profit per month? Fuck that. So I literally took, took the 400K and I hired I 50 know. more people. To me, to me, it's about sustainability because if you know you can make money today, you know you can make money tomorrow. Yeah. And so at that point, the money today is something that you could reinvest even more and then let it grow, but it's, but it's making money today. Yeah, but, but the money, but you said reinvest, right? Yes. But what if you can reinvest beyond the dollar that you have? What if you can invest your dollar but and then like I worry ten dollars from outside? Then I'm worried about growth too quickly. About get it, you know, putting what, what do they call putting the cart before the horse? Bro, what so is to growth speak? too quickly? NFTs go from zero dollars to hundred million dollars in like a year. There's no, and if anything, we are doing growth too slow. I don't know. I think slow and steady. Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, I've always taken a different approach, though. I've always uh, done that. I mean, mo- most likely in twenty years, we'll end up in the same spots. Right, it's just I, mine is a lot more like this. May, maybe, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, maybe, I yeah. the way I feel about it is like you know, I'm thirty nine percent. You know, I have like this much left. I'll never be poor. You'll never be poor. You'll never be poor. It's like let's let's take a, a couple of risks. Yeah, what is the last time you took a big risk? Did you ever bet your risk. existence? I'm betting my existence yeah. on this. No, it definitely is not. You should that. bet your existence on something. I don't want to take unnecessary risk. It's, it's not it's, unnecessary because if is. you bet it, you end up with something amazing. No, no. It, to me, that's unnecessary risk. Like even, Elon Musk bet his yeah. existence on SpaceX. And look what it is now. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I could do that though. Makes sense. Yeah. How about you, Jack? Could I bet my existence? Yeah. Meaning everything that I've worked for, everything that I have. Yeah, just put on it in one, one big thing. If I was extremely sure of it, I probably would. But for me to find something that I'm so sure of that I would bet everything I've worked towards, probably not. You wouldn't find. I, I, it's, I think it could happen, but it's probably pretty unlikely. Like, let me give you an example. I was so sure about YouTube and I, I've wanted to make YouTube videos when I was 21 years old. And I just I felt it. And I was like, I, I just felt like this is something I have to do. I, I didn't do it for five years. I was 26 when I made my first YouTube video and I was working as a real estate agent. I was even making up to a million dollars a year on YouTube. I was still working as a real estate agent. I could wow. not cut that off because I knew that it was so risky. And I waited until the point where it was like, now is the right choice. Wow. And that took me three years to get to that point. Kind of like Mark yeah. Rober, right? Mark Rober was, had 10 million followers and, and he was still working at NASA. Yeah. He was working at NASA. Yeah. Right. So to me, that was like, I, you never want to bet everything on one thing in case it doesn't work out. I wanted something to fall back on. And for me, you know, it, it is lo- if, I, if I scale back on working as a real estate agent to any degree, it's so much more difficult to, to build that client base back up. If I've spent like eight years building up a client base that's mm. consistent, if I start turning that away then when it's at its peak, that could be disastrous in the event something else doesn't work out. But don't you, don't you trust your inner self? Like if I could do it once, I could do it again. I'll tell you something, right? Yeah, yeah. Right now yeah. you have proven that the masses like your personality, even though some people say punchable face. <laughs> You've proven you have a product yeah, market right. fit. And I've proven that despite the haters, I have enough people that like me, yeah. for me. Therefore, I could do whatever the hell I want. I can come back and just start from zero and build Nas Daily again. I don't have the energy, the same energy as it did when I was 21. Mm. 20. How old are you now? Uh, 31. 
guy. Yeah, if it's yeah. an energy thing, I I I I see yeah. that. Especially if you have kids and a family. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. No, I look back at uh, like everything. Really, the last ten years, I'm like, those those are crazy hours. I mean, maybe I could do it again, but uh, like today, I just I probably have eighty five percent of the energy I had back then. Maybe eighty mm. percent. You're eighty so, percent. What are yeah. you at now? What I used to have back then. Yeah. Still a hundred. Ooh. No, yeah. I would say no. I'd say a year ago today, I'd say you went from a hundred to, I think a hundred to eighty-two. Oh my God, he's yeah. saying you're decreasing in performance. No, I think <laughs> I'm Jack increasing is in increasing performance. Output. Jack yeah. is increasing output, decreasing time. The, but, the but, hustle. Part okay, so if I mean, we're talking about direct work hustle, sure, I hustle less now, but I'm not opposed to going back. And if I have to hustle, I'm I'm not opposed to that. If I have to do it, I have to do it. Do you have anything tying you down? Yes. Like you have a f- family, kids, nothing tying Jack. Not, <laughs> his his hiking today well, is tying. Him down. Well, I, like tying me down insofar as like I want to travel and I want to go experience hiking. stuff. Seriously, yeah, I wanted to do a spa day with Jack and Alex today, and Jack was like, "No, I can't. I I got hiking today. I'm going hiking. You're tied down by hiking. Yes, you're gonna go walk on a on a mountain. That sounds amazing. I like here. That's we have different down. preferences. <laughs> the point is, it's like. I, I do have the grind. I do have the hustle, but I love to spend that efforts doing other things that like I feel like are more rewarding and valuable for me, like going hiking with my housemates, like going out last night. I've lived in Las Vegas for like nearly a year now, and I've gone out to the strip maybe like three times. So that was the third time. That I've gone out. Yeah. That was the first time I Oh I've, no, we've gone to the wind before. No, but we never like, like went like okay, yeah. sure, but that's also on your like because if we go out with Graham, it's generally always it's on it's on his terms. So it's like we go to this hotel, <laughs> oh, we go to this casino, we do this. He needs to be but independent, this, bro. This was this was like probably the third time I've actually gone out. I, I've never been to a club ever. So I'm trying to spend now some time I like Jack to like <laughs> go He's and a try nice new guy, things. right? Clubs are overrated. How old I, are you? Twenty three. Oh, okay. Well, there's also that. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I, I like, I, I, I still have the hustle, but I want to spend that efforts and stuff doing stuff that I find more fulfilling. Like I love work. It's great and it's rewarding, but I think I need to spare some time for other things that I think are, are more fulfilling and, and are closer to my end goal. What percentage of your life guys do you spend working? Oh, probably 85, 90 for me. 90. Yeah. You go to the spa today. How is that 90? Uh, it's work. Uh, where, where does the work benefit? It's the family. We're doing, I wanted to do a whole spa day. We got a sponsor in this to family. Mm. And I forget who mentioned this. You mentioned it, yeah. no, Alex, he has It would be fun to do a spa day, all of us, because got Jack it. has never gotten a massage before. So it's for content. For content. But, but, but I think it's Graham and I have so. different ideas of what work is. Uh, so, for example, you ask me, Jack, what do you spend, like, what percentage of your time you spend, like, working? I would probably say, like, 40%. Wow. Yeah, but realistically, as Graham, deep inhale, exhale. But Fired. as far as as far as me doing stuff that I'm not necessarily enjoying, but I have to get it done because it's like a requirement of living. You know what I mean? Probably closer to like seventy five percent. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Eighty percent. For example, like setting up my backdoor Roth IRA, setting up like different things, fixing stuff at the house. Like I'm always busy. Last night was also work, basically. I see. I don't qualify that as work. That is work. You're I didn't network- see that as work either. You're networking. I don't. Something beautiful could come out. Look what happened. We went yeah, to the dinner. True. We got this content. And you're going to make 2K from ad revenue. That's work. Let's hope we make 2K. Then that'll be, <laughs> yeah, nice. be good. That'll be nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> got to make 2K. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I think I'm more like you. I think like 85 right. to 90%. Yeah. But I love work. Yeah. Like if you give me a day to do whatever I wanted, I would work. I don't think you yeah. do, Graham. 
What? I don't think you love work. I do. Nope, I disagree. Yeah. Ooh. I think Graham thinks he loves work because Here's it's good enough. I think no. Graham has been on one of the longest and gnarliest dopamine detoxes of anyone I know. I think Jack has a skewed perspective because <laughs> I only tell Jack about the times where I am just like having a difficult time. When I reach out to Jack, hey man, I can't think of a topic today. What do you think? Yeah. There's nothing going on. That's all Jack hears. Jack never hears the times where... He doesn't hear from. Why don't you share the good stuff with him? Hey, Jack, look, it's amazing. This video <laughs> that did so is well. true. It's like our relationship is built off of Jack. This happened, man. Can you <laughs> fix true. this? Oh, that this is, is terrible. True. And I'm like, oh man, true. he really seems stressed out. That is true. But the thing is, yeah, yeah, to let true. yourself get to the point where you are stressed out and you're you're like antsy and kind of frantic and sometimes like you know nervous or irritable. To let yourself get to that point, there has to be something in your life that is not going so well mm-hmm. it's like i, I, I don't normal. necessarily that's, that's, feel, i would say it's normal it is but. normal to feel those things but you also feel them in higher volume than other people do and also i think like if you're content with your life and you're fulfilled and you're happy you don't let yourself like unreasonably feel anger or or bad emotions like that like at the end of the day if something bad happens you know you'll be okay because every every other like aspect of your life is is balanced and content. No, no I don't believe that. Yeah, I if think you, I care If you're so nervous, much, yeah. you care. Yeah. yeah. You know, Sean Mendez had a documentary with Casey Nice. I don't even see it. Uh-uh. He said, if you're nervous, it means you care. If you're not nervous, you don't give up. I think being, I yeah, agree I, I agree, that, feeling yeah. nervous, but feeling nervous in a good way versus thing, feeling nervous so in a bad way. Those are two different things. I remember yeah. reading somewhere that you don't feel emotion or you don't get angry or upset or sad or happy about things that you, uh, that you don't care about. Yes. So you only feel those emotions towards things that you, that mean a lot to you. Correct. And otherwise, if I didn't feel any emotion over the channel, I wouldn't care at all. Correct. It would not be where it is today. I Unless agree that the emotion's good, but I yeah. think it's I think it's different because it's I'm not talking about like things directly tied to work, but just in general, like being sometimes irritable and stuff like that outside of work. And I think that because of the stuff that like your work life balance, it it, tra- it it translates into other things, aspects of life. That's true. But uh, no, I mean, I, I agree with that. I agree with that portion. But uh, but yeah, when you're working like eight hours, it's hard to come out of that. It's hard to you know snap. And like when you're so focused on one thing to then like emerge from this cocoon of the office. Yeah. Right. But if you spent a little bit more time like introspecting and, and thinking about things and maybe, I don't know, meditating. I don't meditate. But just giving yourself a little bit of time. You know what I mean? And slowing down for a second. I think it would do you... A lot of justice. Yeah. See, this is the part where, like, I'll disagree with Jack for a few months, and then slowly then you, over time, you'll become he'll, him. He'll, he'll wear me down a little bit. So this is one of those things where, like, right? I know I should be probably meditating. That's probably something I, sh- I yeah. should be doing. I'm not doing it. So mm. you should also do yeah. what do you call it? vipassana. You know, have you heard about vipassana? I, I, a lot of people are telling me to meditate as well. I'm also mm. been opposed to it for the last five years. Yeah. Uh, but vipassana is basically you should do like you should try it out. It's like a ten day silence retreat. You just you go to this ashram in India and you literally do not talk for ten days. It, it kills you inside, and there's like twenty people around you, and there's a guru there, and the whole idea, and you cannot even write, like you cannot think. You know, internet, nothing. You're just sitting there, and you've all know Harari. You know, you've all know Harari. The you know Sapiens, the book, the book Sapiens. No. Okay. <laughs> just pretend we know nothing. You're talking to a brick wall. Just explain everything. To us. <laughs> no, it's just the most popular book that sold in the last year. I didn't even know okay. it was recent. If there's anything, <laughs> everybody, if there's anything, you told us that was like twenty year old. Yeah, book, no, no idea. Like, All right. 
<laughs> if there's anything to get out of this, wa- read the book Sapiens because it'll fucking change your life. Yeah. Including you guys. All right. It's like a brief history of humankind. Anyway, this author who's super, super rich, super popular, super everything, everybody loves him. Uh, uh, he, uh, he's the busiest guy in the world every day. Uh, every year he goes 10, year, 10 days, Vipassana, um, and just detox. And if he does it, then you should do it. I should do it. We should all do it. I would love to. My housemate Apple did it. Oh, he did it 10 days? Yeah, he did it. Oh, that's cool. You can't work out. It's literally just meditating the entire time. That's cool. Yeah. I would like, this might sound stupid. Don't you get bored? Probably, yes. for, yeah. for sure, yeah. People told me, my yeah. friend did it recently, you start crying because you want to speak. You want to express, you start crying. Graham doesn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't let's... mean to like, offend people who do that, but to me that sounds like a waste of time. Really? Wow. No. I don't think Ow, people nowadays have enough time my in solitude. Some could because say this podcast is a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, yeah, I it, disagree. To me, it doesn't sound like a waste of time. But like, what's what comes from that? Like, how do you how do you emerge from that? And you become deeper with who you are. I think that I think what's happening is that because of technology, the internet, and friends, and what it's like your public persona and your deep core persona are becoming so different. And like, there's Graham on the internet, and there's Graham in real life, and I think. The whole idea of Vipassana is to bring, understand who you are and bring it closer. I think a lot of it's also just having solitude because nowadays nobody has solitude because you're constantly being stimulated yeah. by like conversation because you're always texting people, you get you know pinged on your phone, you're always being stimulated by something. But to remove that stimulation finally gives you a chance to just think and see what comes to your brain and yeah. not to just reach for your phone whenever you're bored or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Jack, I agree with that, but why do you need to go not say anything for 10 days. It, it just doesn't click for me in my head. Probably 10 days is long enough for you to like to break you. Like yes. you, everyone could do a day. Almost everyone could do two days. Yes. 10 days that, that takes a lot of mental strength. Yes. That's what I think. Gotcha. I think the challenge so is really also like a challenge yeah. for yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, here's a suggestion to improve this, this podcast, have a screen right here. So literally oh, yeah. we could just go Vipassana. Boom. Oh, this how it looks like amazing. Kind of like That's what this is supposed to be. Oh, really? Yeah, and we actually were planning that on putting a screen right there, but it's behind our guests, so we're still figuring oh, out. Oh, yeah, this would be amazing if I could just, like, Google real quick. This is what it is. Yeah. 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 The Tarzan, this is how it looks like, you know? Yeah. Graham, quick question for you. Yeah. Why do you vlog? It doesn't seem like it's, like, your type. Uh, we're still trying to figuring that out, to be honest with you. Initially, I thought that it would be, like, I, I'd want to do van life at some point, and I'd want to Van travel. life? Yeah. Wait, you get in a van, you go around the world. Yeah, I would love to be able to do that. There's uh, a lot of followers for that. Yeah, and I think, yeah, so not only would it be different content, but I think we could do something really unique with the podcast. Kind of like what um, Jeff's Barbershop is doing with it, with the thing in the back. We could take this on the road. Yes. Go around the U.S. Yes. I think doing that for like six months to a year would be so much fun. I thought, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to produce the main channel content in the same quantity uh, by doing that, we'd probably do three episodes a week on the podcast, or you know, so the podcast would do quite well. So I thought, well, if I build out a vlog audience, I could vlog the entire process. Yes. So that was the goal, so that we could do other things and travel, yes. but still maintain that that presence and, and be productive and work. So that was why. Um, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else you want to mention? Thank you for spending so much time on this. Uh, Andrew, what were you saying? Thank you to the editor for spending. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> I thought you were trying to the find the editor. Name of that. He's Alex, yeah. right? No. His name is not Alex? No, it's that, Andrew. That's Alex. The the editor is Andrew. Oh, why would I? I didn't. <laughs> why would you talk to the editor? I don't know. What are you thinking? Anyway, there? moving on. <laughs> Gosh, keep that in there, Andrew. Please keep that <laughs> in there. Keep that in there. <laughs> Andrew, thank you for editing this. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. All right, with that said, Andrew, thank you so much. <laughs> Andrew, the 200,000 viewers. Oh expected thank you so much for watching this i hope it wasn't a waste of your time i hope you learned something and type in the comment section where are you in this spectrum right because it's like really a spectrum on the Graham side and the jack <laughs> side or the nas daily side in terms of like you know uh uh uh, uh just normal stuff like everything we discussed yeah that would be interesting to see let right. make the comment interesting interesting please yes. the comment section interesting that'd be good thank you guys so much for watching also make sure to subscribe we'll link to your information down below in the description as well and while you're at it get your free stock worth all the way to a thousand dollars when you send for public are you monetizing them program. you're monetizing your audience what you're just sucking money out of your audience and they get a free stock and so you get I'm what? Actually, you technically, get what technically they get a free stock and what do you get a free stock you also get a free stock I get a free stock too so if I buy an Apple stock, you get an Apple stock? How about this oh, one? Oh, Graham, come on. All right. <laughs> Until next time, guys. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted to pull out what free stocks he's got. He's go open them up. Wait till, <laughs> he gets, on, wait till he gets one that has a lot of money. <laughs> and then he's like, see, guys, $35. <laughs> <laughs> Don't.